Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Good morning, everybody. It is so good to see you. We're so glad that you are here today. It's going to be an exciting day here at SCC. If you go ahead and take out your prog uh, program, we have our notes in there. And today we're, we're beginning a brand new series called Love Is. And so the title that we're having today is What Matters Most. Love is what matters most. So if you'll take that out. Now, as we get started here today, I just want to be honest with you. I have, a, I have a tall order ahead of me, and it's going to take me a couple weeks to help you uh, do something in your life that you need to do and that I need to do, and that is this, is that we have to change the picture of what love is in our minds. Many of us sitting here today that you were so influenced by the people around you to say, okay, love is this, and it just depends on your background as to what love is. Many of you, you know, maybe uh, you grew up and maybe the music that you listened to said love is this. And, and maybe, uh, you know, you watch all the movies and, and you see a picture of what love is. And so we get this big picture of what love is and it really is not love at all that we're, that we're looking at, that we've been sold. Matter of fact, when I go to um, do a wedding, I always like to sit down with the bride and the groom-to-be and say, okay, tell me, what is your picture of love? And it's amazing. I always say, well, listen to the bride. She'll tell her little, you know, how that you know, we just want to hold hands in the sunset. And we just want to do this. And, you know, the guy's like, yeah, buddy, when's the wedding night? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm talking about? And so the, the pictures of love are sort of confused. And if you don't get that together, if you don't have the same picture of what love is, you're never going to grow in love together. You're going to keep fighting, fighting. And so today, I want to help change that picture. Matter of fact, I wanted to know the definition of love, so I went to the dictionary. I went to Webster's Dictionary, I looked it up, and this is what it says. It says this, Love is strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties, attractions based on sexual desires. Do you know as I looked up the definition of love, as I looked that up, I noticed that there was very little said about love, but everything referred back to sex. Every time you looked it up, it just you could find a lot more about that about sex than anything else, which is our culture's uh, is our culture's way, right? Because many times, uh, even in middle school, we think it's so important that our kids have sex ed when they really need to have love ed, right? What what is love? And so, uh, don't you think that love is uh, should come first, right? First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby carriage. Okay, wait a minute, never mind. All right. Yeah, that might be a good one for you to learn right now, right? Like, okay, yeah, okay, never mind. But, but I want you to know that, that our, our culture has taught us, you and me, and our children, it has taught us that instead of love, it's lust. And we think that, you know, we've replaced the word love for lust, and, and because of that, we have all these pictures of what love really is, and, and we, we have failed relationships because of that. We have lives that are empty because of that. And so we have to change the picture. 
And that's our goal today, is to change the picture. We want to change that picture. So, what I want to do with you over the next couple weeks is, I, if you'll hang with me, I want us to help us to find a true definition of what love is. A true definition. So, I want to start this morning, and I want to give you four things of what the Bible says is love. And what I want to tell you, if you really want to find out what love is, we have to go to this book, and not to all of these books. Matter of fact, these are magazine clippings that you would find if you're exiting the grocery store or Walmart or somewhere. This is what they all say love is. And so today we want to find out what real love is. What is love? So here we go. Would you write this down, number one? The Bible says love. The Bible says that love is a command. Would you write that down? It's a command. It's a command. Now here's, here's the deal with this. Is as we begin to uh, you write that down, Jesus is walking one day down the road and someone stops him and says, hey, what is the greatest commandment? Boom, right there on the spot. What is the greatest commandment? Jesus stops and turns around and he says, the greatest commandment is this. It's on your outline. Let's look at it together. Look what it says. Let's read what's underlined together. You ready? Here we go. Love the Lord your God. You see that? So he said, the greatest commandment is to love God. He doesn't just stop there. He said, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, this is the first and greatest what? Commandment. That's something we have to do, right? It's a commandment. And then he goes on and says, and the second is like it. Let's read what's underlined together. Here we go. Love your neighbor as, love your neighbor as yourself. So love, we're commanded to love. We are commanded to love. Jesus said that we have to love. And so here's what I want you to know, is that you cannot command a feeling. So love has to be more than a feeling, right? You can, trying to command a feeling is like trying to command the wind. Like, I mean, you can't help it when a, an emotion comes over you, right? Many of you are in an ocean of emotion right now, you know? You can't help that. You ever, you ever seen like a, a little child that was crying and, and someone said, okay, you stop crying right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can't do that. You know, you ever said that to your kids? I have. Like, okay, you stop crying. Try those out. And I want to see a smile on that face. You can't command an emotion, can you? And so here's the great thing about it. You can't command a feeling. You can't command an emotion. And so God would never tell us to command something that we could not control, that He would not give us the power and ability to do something with. And so what He was saying is, just because you don't feel it doesn't mean you can't do it. You See that? So it's a command. Alright, number two is this. The Bible says that love is a choice. Would you write that down? It's a choice. We choose to love or we choose not to love. It's a choice. And the Scripture bears us out. Look at 1 Corinthians 14. I love the message paraphrase here. It says this. Would you just uh, read those first two words out loud as you circle them? You ready? One, two, three. Let's read. Go after. Let's say it again. You ready? Go after. Go after a life of love as if your life depended on it because it what? It does. If you really want love in your life, you have to go after it. And it, because your life depends on love. You see, you can exist without love, but you never can live without it. You see that? You can exist, you can exist in this world without love, but you can't really live without love. You can't really live without it. So, he says, go after it. That word go after it symbolizes a choice. In other words, it's something that we can choose to do. We have to choose to go after it. 
The problem in our culture is this, is that the picture that we have of this all says this. It says that love is uncontrollable. It says, you know, you can't control love. It's like, you know, when, you're, when you uh, fall in love, it's like, you know, you're walking down the road and you trip and you stumble and you fall into a ditch. And that's what our culture says love is. It's like one day you just meet someone and you just fall in love. You just fell down. It's like, oh, I need life alert. I've fallen. I can't get up. That's funny. I don't care who you are. You know, that's the way we treat love. We've fallen. You know, we've fallen. Somebody mashed my button. I got to get up. No, 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 no. That's what we treat love is. It's like it's, it's, it is controllable. We choose to love or we choose not to love. Here, here's the thing I, I need you to take change of view because if you don't change the picture, you're going to miss love all your life. You're going to leave this world not knowing what love is. Matter of fact, you're going to leave this world being very disappointed because you're not going to have all this that everyone said you can have. Here's what I want you to know. Sometimes people choose to, like when there's, you know, I have people come in and say, you know what, well I am going to get a divorce because I no longer love this person. And so, really what I want to say is, okay, well what have they done? Well, we're, we're just not in love anymore. We have, I have fallen out of love with this person. So what I say to them is that, listen, what you're saying to me is you're choosing not to love them anymore. Oh no, I ain't saying that. Oh yes, you are. If they've not done anything this hard, and you just say, I don't have those feelings anymore, I'm saying you're choosing. Why don't you choose to love them again and watch what happens? So love is a choice, and we have to remember that, that it is a choice. Love is a choice. You see, everybody wants to love. They said when we have all these pictures that are on magazines, that's when we, all these feelings, we think it's love. But I'll tell you what real love is. is love is, is, is being with a person when things aren't going great. That's what real love is. You understand that? You understand that love grows in difficult times? It doesn't grow in good times. You know, shoot, when everything's going good, all the bills are paid, everything's just going great, man. Woohoo! It doesn't take any effort to love them, does it? It's just like, man, we're just going with the flow, you know? You're so fine, I'm so glad you're mine. All those things are just going, you know, oh, baby, baby, you know, your feet's tired. You've been running through my mind all day. But you let the bills not be paid. Or you let something, you know, happen that's going in your life to where you're struggling. Then that's what it takes to have real love. It takes real love. You see, it loves a choice. And, and, and it takes love to, to, to be around people that are grumpy, right? I mean, like, sometimes there's people in your life, whether it be your children or your parents or your spouse, Sometimes they're just grumpy. And it takes extra love that day, right? Matter of fact, it reminds me, uh, since it is Mother's Day, it reminds me of a story I read uh, this past week. A lady was asked, said, Ma'am, do you wake up grumpy? She said, absolutely not. I let him sleep all he wants. <laughs> love is giving a person what they do not deserve, right? That's what love is. This, this is fake. This is not true. This is it. You know, if you, don't, my, if you don't give me what I want, then I'm going to leave you is what this says. If you don't do what I want, I'm going to leave you. But real love gives people what they do not deserve. Moms, hey, we're celebrating Mother's Day today. You are an example of that. Is that you give your kids what they do not deserve, right? I mean, if you gave them what they deserve, we would not be here. Right? <laughs> I brought you in this world. I can't take you out. 
So you, that's what love is. And so today, if you're basing all your love on what this says, which is feelings and emotions, you're going to be very, very disappointed. Love is a choice. Okay, would you write this down? Number three. The Bible says that love is a conduct. Would you write that down? It's a conduct. Love is something that you do. Look what the Scripture says in 1 John 3 and 18. Let's read what's underlined out loud together. You ready? Come on, let's read. Let us stop just saying we love people. Let's say that one more time. Ready? Let us stop just saying we love people. Let us really love them. You ready? You got your pen ready? And let's say these next five words out loud. You ready? Show it by our... Oh, He just told you. I didn't tell you, the Bible just told, and it told me too, right? We love our actions. We love by our actions. So it's not just something that we feel. Love is not just something that we feel or say, which is the picture that we get from our culture. Love, oh, it's like a feeling, it's an emotion, or it's something that we say, you know, I love you, bye. I love you, bye. Hey, I love you, bye. When we do that, when we, you know, because we end the phone call that way. Let me tell you something. If you end your phone call, Every, day, every time you talk to your spouse or your kids that way, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's just something that you say. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Well, have a hamburger, bye. You know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the same thing. If it's, so it's not just something that you say, it's something that you do. It's something that you love. is something that not only you feel, it's something that you do. Again, it reminds me of a guy who was always telling his girlfriend, he said, Oh, honey, I want you to know, I love you so much. I would die for you. She says, oh, honey, you say that all the time, but you never do it. I know it. I'm just seeing why you were busy working this week. I was digging, digging, digging. I'm telling you, trying to find some good stuff. Love is something that you do. The problem is this. You and I believe that in this room, there are people that are full of love. But the problem is this, is that because we think it's just something that we feel and something that we say when we should just do it. And the problem is this, is that we get so busy that we miss love. You know, I think there's many of you in this room that are, that are great people. You have great intentions. And sometimes, you know, you have the thought that I should just sit down and write this person that meant something to me, a note or a letter, and just let them know that. But you think about it. But busyness happens, right? Life happens. The kids happen. The job happens. Everything happens. And you don't do it. Many times in our own home, we have those thoughts about our children or our spouse or our parent, what we should do. And because of busyness, just busyness, we let that opportunity pass by. And then we let that next opportunity pass by. And before you know it, time has gone on. And they never knew how much we loved them. We said it, we said it when we felt it, we said it, but it wasn't the same as acting on it. And so don't let busyness rob you of your love. Okay, so we see that love is a command, love is a choice, love is a conduct. And number four, the Bible says that love is a commitment. It's a commitment. Now, I, you're not going to get this in the Enquirer, all right? I just want to tell you that. You're going to get that on the, the nightly sitcoms. But this is real love. We want to know what real love is, right? We want lasting loves. We want, we want love that, that we can grow in and not just something that comes and goes. Okay. 1 John 4 and 16 says this. 
Would you read those first three words out loud? Come on, you ready? God is, come on, a little louder, you ready? God is love. All right, that's our source. So, again, if you want to know what love is, if God is love, we've got to go to God to find out, right? That's why the world has missed it so much. That's why the world has been jacked up. That's why divorce rate is so high. That's why people are miserable together. It's because they've tried to find love this way and it never works out. Those feelings fade. But God's Word says love, God is love, so we go right to God and find out what love is. Okay, So that's why we live by this book. He goes on to say, God is love. If we keep on what? If we what? Keep on? If we keep on what? If we keep on loving. So would you circle those three words? Keep on loving. Because there's some people in your life, you've got to make a decision. I'm going to keep on loving them whether they like it or not. Right? I mean, aren't there people in your life that you just got to make that decision? I'm just going to love them. I mean, I just, I'm just going to do it. They don't deserve it. You know what? They're a pain in the rump, but I'm going to keep on loving them. That would be Rhonda's words toward me sometimes. Okay? You have to make that choice as well. So we keep on loving. He goes on to say, if we keep on loving others, we will stay one in our hearts with God, and He will stay one with us. God says, you know what? If you're going to be a person that's loving perfect, you don't know what love is, you're going to be like the Energizer Bunny. You're just going to keep on loving, keep on giving love, keep on loving, keep on giving love. Love doesn't quit. And that's what I'm, you know, God is an example of love that He never gave up on us. He sent His Son to die for us because God so loved the world. Love is from God. Love is sacrificial. It's a commitment. God says, I'm committed to you so much that I sent my Son to die for you. Love is a commitment. It's not a feeling. Hello, it's not something you say. It's like, man, when we go through the hard times, you ain't got to worry about me checking out because I love you. Right? Now, I know some of you have been through broken relationships and you feel a little, every time someone says that, you feel a little bad. But no, let's start right where you are right now. Amen? Let's forget the path. Let's start right now. Love is that. Okay. You know, and that's what moms, let me just say this before I move on. Moms, that's what's so wonderful about you. Is that you never, you know what? Your kids can do things that are disappointing to you, that sometimes are embarrassing to you. You know, I know I've embarrassed my parents. Hello? Can you only imagine being my parent? You know? <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> Embarrass- they do things that embarrass you. They do things that upset you. They do things that you don't agree with. But guess what, moms? You never check them off the box and say, you're, you're out of my life. No, you don't. Moms keep loving no matter what, right? That's real love. Love keeps on no matter what. Okay, I want to give you five things to do to practice this this week that will help you. Here they are. I want you to write these down. Now, uh, how many of you want your life to get a little bit better in love? Let me see your hands. Okay, okay I'm looking who's not raising their hand right now. Let me see your hands again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bunch of hard people. <laughs> I do, I, we want our lives to get better, right? We want them to get better. So it has to start with love. Your life will never get better unless love is at the center of it. Okay, Not this picture, but God's picture. And that's what I'm telling you. We've got to change the picture. So you've got to hang with me to do this. Okay, number one to do this is learn how mature love acts and responds. Now, mature love. As you write that down, I want you to know that this up here is immature love, right? All these things that you see in, on the cover of magazines, is immature. 
It's, it's, you know, it's flash, it's selling, that's all. It's not real love. So, in order to do that, in order to learn, in order to be better at loving, you have to learn better. So you can't be better, do better, till you know better. And that's what I want to help you do. And in order to get better, we have to change our perspective because all of our life, this picture has been put into our mind. And so we have to change our, to God's perspective to get it right. And so that's what I want to do to teach you as well, is get God's perspective. Now, this week as I was studying, listen, I, I've tried to read everything that I possibly could read because so, I want to teach you. I want you to get better. I want your lives to get better. Stockbridge Community Church, an opportunity for a better life. I want your life to go up. Watch this. As I was reading, you know something very interesting I come across time and time again? The most satisfying relationships are the people that attend church weekly together. Do you know that? Listen, the people that have the most spark in their romance in marriage are people that attend church weekly together. Man, now that's a selling point to come to church. Hallelujah. You won't spark in your house, you come to God's house. I mean, like, it's serious. I mean, I could not, I could not believe that. I'm like, man, hallelujah. I'm putting that on the side next week. You want a little spice in your love life? Come to church. But seriously, now I thought about that. Why is that? I'll tell you why. Here's why. Because if you hang with us here at SEC, we're going to help you go up. And here's what's going to happen. You see, we teach you not to be a jerk. You see, and, and it's hard. It's hard to have romance when you're a jerk, right? When you're saying all the wrong things at the wrong times, and you're just being a jerk. And listen, just let's face it. Some of us were just born a jerk. But we don't have to die a jerk. Hello? That's right. And so here's, what I was, here's what's going to happen. See, here's the deal. You see, maybe you're a jerk every day. Okay? So what we want to do, if you hang with us, is we want to help you take one step, and one day, you know, see, maybe you're a jerk every day, so maybe you're a jerk today, but maybe we help you not be a jerk tomorrow. And so all of a sudden, your people in your home or your spouse all of a sudden, hmm, I like them right now. You know, we get a little closer. And then you become a jerk the next day. You say, oh, man, oh, no, no. So we want to help you move from being a jerk every day to maybe every other day. You can be a jerk, you know. And then before long, if you hang with us, man, you're going to live a whole week without being a jerk. And then you're going to be singing this song. I know what love is. I want you to hold me. Yeah. Now you know why I talk and don't sing, right? Okay. So what I'm, I'm, so I'm just saying, so here, so I can help you, okay? I want to help you. I have been a jerk myself, but I have been delivered from being a jerk most of the time. I can tell you, things get better at home. Guys, you know what I mean? Home. With the person you lie with, as the Bible says. Lie with. Not like tell lies with, okay? Like sleep with, okay? When you're loving. You see what I'm talking about? So romance grows in that. And so when you learn, when you get closer to God and His Word, and you learn, it makes you a better person. And if you're a better person, you're easier to love. And when you're easier to love, love grows. And that's what we're going to do over the next six weeks is help you grow in love. And it's going to be great. All right. On the back of your card, all right, I made a commitment. I'm studying. I'm getting ready. On the back of your card, it says this. It says right at the bottom, I will do my best to read. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. 
I will do my best to attend the rest of the series in the middle. Would you, would you check that box? Okay, now, so I can pray for you and help you. Okay, here we go. Number two is this. Start your day with a daily reminder to love. With a daily reminder to love. The first ten minutes of your day is going to set the tone for your day. Okay, I'm fixing to make every one of you mad. Not every one of you, most of you. That's why I am not a fan of the snooze button. Why? Because you hit the snooze button for ten minutes, you snooze, and what are you doing? You're dreading, oh God, I don't want to get up. Boom. Oh God, I don't want to get up. Boom. And then you get up grouchy and angry at everybody else because you're running late. I'll give you your 10 afterwards. Yes, you know what I'm saying? So you're running late because you hit the student. Then you're mad at everybody, right? Traffic's not right. The clothes are not right. The kids are not right. The husband's not right. The wife's not right. Everything just jacked up. You want your marriage to get better? Move your alarm clock. <laughs> I don't know. But here's what I'm saying. So, you, so the first thing you should do is start getting up and saying, God, when you get up first thing in the morning, God, if I don't do anything else today, I want to love you a little bit more and I want to love the people around me a little bit more. If you start praying that kind of prayer every day, it will change your life. It will change your life. And here's something that I do. I get up every morning about 5.45 or 6 o'clock, and I, I take my Bible with me, and I read it. Why? Because it seems like that when I read God's Word, remember, God is love, it helps me check all those other emotions. You see, your jerk level goes down. You read the Bible and make your, the, the level. Maybe you're a 10 jerk. Maybe you'll get down to a 7, you know. And a, okay. Do not be elbowing anybody right now, by the way. So I'm just serious. I'm serious about that. Do what it takes to do that. Now, okay, number three is this. is memorize what God says about love. I want you to write that down. Now, as you're writing that down, your eyes are still on your paper. There's a verse on below, below that. Everybody's got to do this. There's a verse below that, and you'll see all the blanks. I want you to write your name in those blanks real quickly in that verse. Okay, go ahead and do that. should be about four times, I think. Go ahead and write your name in those blanks. When you get done, look at me so I'll know that I can move on. All right, you got your names in there? Now, I want you to do one more thing. You guys see all these creepy translations I put out every week, right? All these little initials right after that. I want you to write after that, it says 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8, and you see those little brackets. I want you to just write your initials right there in there, okay? I wrote JLD in mine. Go ahead. I got my initials right there. This is my paraphrase, okay? I'm not telling you what L stands for right now. We'll have that conversation later, all right? Still mad at my mom about that, but anyways. <laughs> all right. You ready to read this verse? Now, we got to read it. Everybody's got to read it in your translation. You ready? You have to read it. Here we go. Where, where, where we got the blank, you're going to say your name. So you ready? One, two, three. I want you to say your name. One, two, three. All right. Is what? Okay. Say your name again. Is. Okay, let's read this together. You ready? I do not envy. I do not boast. I will not be proud. I will not be rude. I will be, not be self-seeking. I will not be easily angered. I will keep no record of wrong. Your name, come on, shout your name. Does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. I will always protect, always trust, always hope, always persevere. Come on, shout your name out. 
will never be a failure at... There you go. Bingo, right there. Bingo. That's it. What did we just do? What did we do? This is what love is. What is love? Jeff is patient. i got to stop right there. Whoa! Heck no! I want us to hurry up. Get it done. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. When you're yelling at your family like that all the time, you're a jerk. You're not patient. So I'm going to talk to you over the next couple of weeks about this. So, so that's the picture right there that we got to use to replace this right here. And let me tell you something. When you replace that right there, then some of this just grows. It flows. So here's your challenge and my challenge. I'm going to ask you to write it down too. I'm going to ask you to take that verse, your paraphrase that you just wrote. I want you to hang it up somewhere. I'm asking you your next step. Will you read this out loud every day this week, what love is? If you will do that on the back of your connection card, because i got to pray for you this week. On the back of your connection card, check the box that I will do my best to read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8 out loud every day this week. Would you check that box? Because you're going to know what love is. The jerk factor is going down. Ladies and gentlemen, have that on your mirrors where your spouse can see it too. And read it out loud. Amen? Okay, I'll leave that on. Okay, number six is this, or number four is this, I'm sorry. Practice acting in loving ways. You know, we have to practice good habits. Habit, uh, practice makes perfect. So, so, listen, if you're practicing the wrong thing and you're getting the wrong results, you've got to change what you're doing. Like, you know, in the mornings before I go to leave to come to the office, I always, you know, try to give Rhonda a big kiss right on her luscious lips. And I say, I kiss her, I say, ah, oh, if you're good, there's more where that come from. <laughs> Jerk factors going up. Okay, so here's what I want to tell you. Something that I do is I do that I would tell you that has helped the jerk factor come down, love factor grow. And guys, this is going to scare you to death. Listen, don't mess your pants up right here in front of everybody, all right? I don't know who put something in my protein bar this morning, but whoa. <clears throat> is pray for your family. You say that scares me. I don't know how to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, here's how you do it. You may want to write it down. Here's what you say. God bless you fill in the blank. If you can say that, you can pray. It's not some thou is Lordest, greatest, goddess. Huh? No. Just say raw. God, would you bless every night before I go to sleep now? And my kids are grown now, you know, so they're all, they're don't, uh, are gone. We can't do this with them, but with Rhonda, I can. So at night, before we go to sleep, I reach over and say, God, would you bless this woman? She puts up with me every day. She deserves, God, the greatest blessing. Amen. Jerk factor goes. She rolls over and says, You're so right. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't do that. But what I'm saying is that it makes a connection that you're not going to get any other way. What you're trying to get here, you only get it through here. See what I'm talking about? Man, I'm so passionate about this. It's helped me so much. Okay, number five. Write this down. <clears throat> Remember because of God's love for you. You ready for this? 
You are never alone. You're never alone. I want to I just change the tone of our message just for a second. Because I want to speak to you from my heart. If you're not a Christ follower, my friend, I'm sorry. Because I can't make this promise to you. But if you're a Christ follower today, you're never alone. And I just want to tell you, there should be no reason why you, don't, why you do not follow Jesus Christ because He's with you. So today, if you're here and you're not a Christ follower, there's a prayer right there inside of your program that you don't have to stand up, you don't have to come forward, you don't have to do anything except for read that. It leads you. And you say, God, that's me. And God will come into your life and change your life and, and be with you forever and ever. I encourage you to do that. And if you do that, the only thing I ask you to do, or when you do that, the only thing I ask you to do is check at this box on the back of this card that says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower so that we can pray for you this week. One other verse here that I want to read to you. I want to read this verse to you because it's God's promise to us as He's promised His people. It's Isaiah, Isaiah 43 and 3 and 2. Would you look at this verse with me because you're going to miss something if you don't uh, watch this right here. What is the first word of that verse? Can everybody shout that out? What is the first word of that verse? When. Okay, notice he doesn't say if, right? He says when. Alright? So look at it with me. When you go through deep waters, now this is God speaking, this saying what's underlined. Would you just read this out loud? Ready? I will be with you. Okay, here's that word again. What is that word? When you go through fires of, uh, or when you go through Rivers of difficulties, notice that. Not if you go, you will go through that. You will not drown. There's that word again. What is it? When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. I just want to say today, on this Mother's Day, some of you sitting here today, you know what? You're single. You live, you're a single mom. And you're struggling today. And you feel so alone. I want you to know you're our heroes. I want you to know you're not alone. Some of you sitting here today, your mom has gone on to heaven. They're not around and you're missing them. I want you to know today that you're not alone. Some of you sitting here today, some of you are hurting today. You feel so alone. Maybe you're a, a young lady that wants to have a child and you've not been able to have a child and, and you feel so alone. I want you to know you're not a second class citizen. God is with you. You are not alone. And maybe you're a dad here today that feels like, you know, you live in the jerk sphere all the time. And you're wondering, can I ever change? Seems like I always say the wrong thing. I want you to know that you are not alone. And God will help you be better. Amen? Would you stand with me right now? I want to say a prayer with you. Our prayer team's going to come down right after this prayer. And if there's anything that you would like one of them to pray with you about, we want you to know you're not alone and they want to pray with you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for teaching us about love. God, you've given us a place to start this week. Lord, as we grow in it, God, I pray that you will begin to let us see the re rewarding life of living love. And God, for every mom, we say thank you because they set the example of what your love is really like. And God, we just ask you today that your Holy Spirit will remind us again 
that we are not alone, that You're with us, O oh God. And whatever is going on in our life right now, there's hope because we're not alone in You. You are with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Remain standing as they sing. Our prayer team's coming. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.